Good morning, everyone. This is Tony Lowe with the TVC podcast. The main thought that comes to mind today is that Protestantism really gives Christianity a bad name. Um, and again, people might jump on that immediately and say, well, you're a Catholic. Don't the Catholics do all these evil things? Don't you really give Christianity a bad name? No, I'm a steady Vicantist. And I believe that all of those imposters and paedophiles and Satanists that currently run the Vatican, but it's not just my belief, it's, it's canonical fact that these people are not Catholic. And the other thing I would say is whatever you might think of the individuals who try to play out the Catholic, the genuine Catholic life, um, the laws of its church are something else. And these people are condemned as much by those laws as by anything else. Um, and then we can have another conversation about, well, Catholicism has produced way more good in the world than, you know, Protestantism ever has. And there's really, really good reasons for that. But anyway, let's talk about Protestantism itself then for a minute. Um, what's the general idea? So it, it cheapens Christianity in a profound way. And this is from an intellectual point of view. And if we're talking about Protestantism, what are we then talking about? So obviously, the main idea is that it's by uh, it was founded as a rejection of the papacy and therefore of the Catholic Church. But obviously, it's, it's warped into something a little bit more than that as well. It's really just become a free-for-all for Christian theology. It's probably one of the best ways to understand it, right? Instead of having an authority or a body of authorities who we trust to... Um, interpret revelation and both kinds of revelation scripture and tradition instead of having this authority structure that we can use to um, coordinate and make sure our beliefs are consistent we just apparently decided that every other person can be handed a bible and they can understand the bible enough that they can just reach their own conclusions about what christianity is how to live it all that kind of stuff it has kind of vaguely clustered into like a kind of general set of agreements between Protestants about what they believe and, and why, you know, which is why you've got the solas, for example, sola fide, sola scriptura. But, but here's the thing, like, even they're not agreed upon. Interpreting things differently, like not all Protestants believe in sola fide. So it's... Uh, yeah, the main issue is that you've you've just got this this free for all of interpretation and truth, and it it creates a non-starter. I think it actually puts a wall between people and Christianity. Um, now, yeah, there are a lot of adherents to Protestantism for sure, but I think it actually damages the faith because anyone who is trying to use their reason to to align with the faith. Protestantism gives them a huge hurdle that they need to get over um, because it's irrational. That's the main problem. Protestantism is irrational and that is why so many people find it ridiculous and by extension they find Christianity to be ridiculous as well because they mistake Protestantism for Christianity. That's really what I'm trying to say. So what, what do I really mean with all this? Well, let's take a... Okay, let's, let's look at it specifically. 
there are like a couple of thousand different Protestant churches and arguably each one of them believes slightly different things about what Christianity is and how it should be uh, realized in life. And they can disagree on a number of things, all the way from is Jesus God or not, to do you only need faith to be saved or not, do people go to hell, how long for, um, should you pray in mass, what is the mass about, um, can you have sex before marriage, how many partners can you have, like all of this, just the whole spectrum of things that they can disagree on. And... If I'm, if I'm an atheist, for example, and I look at that from the outside, and I'm trying to ask myself this question, well, what is Christianity? Like, what is it as a belief system? And if I was going to become Christian, like, what would I need to believe? Then, you know, I, I hit a kind of wall there, don't I? Now, I know people find their way around this wall, but what they do is they end up going into one kind of, like, suburb of Protestantism. And I think they stay in that suburb without actually thinking about this issue particularly. Because if I'm an atheist looking at that and I'm trying to decide, well, what is Christianity? Then how am I really supposed to know? Like, I obviously know that it has something to do with this character, Christ. I obviously know that it has something to do with the Bible. But when it comes into the specifics of, but what does it actually believe? What are the genuine core principles of it? If I'm going to live as a Christian properly, what should I believe? And if I disagree with a particular you know, Christian principle, then who do I speak to and whose authority do I take, right? It causes a huge controversy, for example, when we speak about things like all the transgender issues. Like there are Protestant churches with like transgender bishops or whatever. Um, and it's like, well, if you're trying to teach people that Christianity has particular laws and principles and you want to reject that, then it's like, well, by what means, right? Because another... Um, church just comes in and says well no our, our interpretation actually think that's fine um, at the same time if you have like the Westboro Baptist Church for example <coughs> standing outside of people's funerals and um, bragging that the loved ones they're all going to go to hell then you know an atheist can stand outside of that and say well you you can just apologize to these people because you just you happen to just ignore the parts of the bible that they read telling them that this is the right thing to do, when actually a lot of Christians would look at that and go, well, that's a disgusting thing to do and is not supported by our faith. So it, it makes the whole thing seem very disingenuous from the outside. Like when people look at Christianity and they look at Protestantism, it almost seems like, well, because there are so many different interpretations and so many different approaches, everyone is just dipped ducking, dodging, diving their way around all of the different Bible passages and they're all coming up with different interpretations and they see, they see it as, you know, a serpentine way for us to just keep reinterpreting the Bible however we want to, right? Because they can't differentiate. They, they see Christianity as one kind of amorphous blob where it's all under the sphere of Christianity and it's all self-conflicting. And so they see Christians as a whole as basically just reinterpreting things any way they want to just justify their own truths. And the thing is, like Protestants, not only is that what they can do, that is what they do a lot of the time. They simply reinterpret the Bible to fit and coincide with their own preferences and, and ideas. So 
that's that's why I wanted to speak about that today. Like it it damages the faith so much because it 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 gives everyone the impression that the faith has no integrity. It gives everyone the impression that the faith has no integrity, and that is well, it's awful. It's awful. So one of the other examples that comes to mind, um, and that kind of like catalyzed this entire discussion was, you know, I would sometimes watch um, videos on YouTube and there were quite a few of them of, of Muslims. And these were Muslim channels where they were proselytizing and they would go and challenge Christians on the street about their faith. And they were using this to advocate for, obviously advocate for Islam while showing that Christianity is false. What they would do is they would um, they would challenge different Christians on the street about different aspects of their faith, right? So just, just one example that comes to mind. Do you believe that Jesus is God? And they would go up and ask one Christian and say, well, okay, why is that? Where do you support that in the Bible, etc.? And then they would go speak to another Christian and say, well, do you believe that Jesus is God? And the guy might go, ah, do you know what? In the way that I read the Bible, I don't actually really get that conclusion from it. And so the Muslim can just turn around to the camera and say, well, can't you see that even Christians don't know what they believe and they don't even agree with each other? So what is this Christianity thing all about? And again, that like leads people then towards towards Islam. Um, so I thought, when I was watching that, I thought, well, yeah, like, how different would the argument be if you were speaking to like Orthodox Catholics and only Orthodox Catholics, right? Because every single time you would get the same answer. And if you didn't get the same answer, an authority, you could go up and speak to a priest or a bishop and they would say to you, well, if they don't give you that answer, they're simply wrong, right? We have what the rules are. We have what the teachings are. We Yes, we have scripture, but we have it interpreted through the body of the church. And our beliefs are consistent and we're going to give you consistent answers. And only then can you push back. Um, so it's a much stronger, even if there are less adherence to it, it's a stronger form of the faith because it has that integrity that can stand up and be consistent and not just be mas masqueraded as obvious nonsense. Uh, to people who actually have enough brain cells to, to recognize that contradictions, you know, don't make any sense. So hopefully that gives you a bit of an impression of why that that's so important, right? People are using this problem. People are using this, this Protestant problem of inconsistency to mock and attack the faith. And from a logical point of view, they have every right to do so. So that's why I think it's such a problem. Now, with all that in mind, then, let's talk about why this, let's say a bit more about why this problem even occurs. So, if we're talking about Protestantism, Protestantism broadly, you know, it was founded on the rejection of the papacy, broadly speaking. Um, and, you know, first of all, people say it was like a way of reforming the church. No, it wasn't, because Luther didn't create a Catholicism 2.0, right? He, he rejected Catholicism at a time, and then the church that has been formed or has spawned out of that rejection, it hasn't got its own hierarchies, it hasn't got its own papacy, for example, it hasn't got its own set of canon laws. It's actually something now completely different um, and utterly divided against itself as well, utterly divided against itself. So it wasn't a reform, it was a creation of something new and different and, and, and frankly distorted. 
Now, obviously, it also goes without saying that I believe many Protestants are completely sincere in their faith and trying to live by Christ to the best of their ability. This isn't an assault on anyone's character. It's an assault on the intellectual integrity of one's ideas and belief systems. Okay, so that's worth saying too. But why is Protestantism therefore such a bad belief system? Well, there's a few things, right? So the obvious problem on the face of it, you hand a Bible to every other person in the world and they all come to differing and even contradictory conclusions about what it actually means. Yeah. So we already mentioned a couple of like core principles. Is Jesus God or not? Is the Trinity true? Well, some Protestants think it is and some Protestants think it's not. They can both support their beliefs with their readings of the Bible. But these things aren't compatible. You might say, well, maybe that's not important. Maybe that's a doctrine that we have the freedom to disagree about. Arguable, right? Because if Jesus is God, that's probably a big deal. But even if we accept for argument's sake, okay, let's not worry about it. Well, then what about things like um, faith alone, for example, or justification by faith alone? Is all you need to get into heaven faith? Is that all that you need? Or do you also need to live a good life? Now, that's a doozy of a problem, right? Because if you get that wrong, then even according to the, most of the Protestants, like you could well go to hell, right? If, you, if it turns out that you don't just need faith, but you also need to be a good person to get into heaven, then, you know, if you get that wrong and you decide I don't need to be a good person, then what kind of risk are you running there? And Protestants don't agree about that. Not at all. Many, many Protestants think that you only need faith because I, I think that's quite appealing, right? It's quite an easy get out of jail, get out of jail card for their conscience. Um, but, you know, there are still many Protestants who would say, no, 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 it's obvious that we also need to live good lives as well. And that if we don't do that, we're going to lose our justification and lose the ability to go to heaven. So those are just two broad examples. But obviously there are a myriad of different examples about things like sexuality and uh, family lifestyles and how you should conduct yourself at work and um, what the mass is and all this kind of stuff. So that just shows that, you know, people come to conclusions which are not only different, but they're incompatible. That's the point I'm trying to make. They're incompatible and they can't be true at the same time. They can't be true at the same time. And why is that important? Well, it's important because when you ask Protestants, how do you know that your interpretation is true? They'll answer, well, I believe it's true because it's guided by the Holy Spirit, right? Who is the spirit of truth himself? And any of us who know how to think know that truth cannot be contradictory, right? So, so think of that. Think of that. They are telling us that the spirit of truth himself has guided all of these different people in, the, in these interpretations and led them to contradictions, right? I mean, well, frankly, it's a form of blasphemy. You're basically saying that the Holy Spirit has lied to you, yeah? The Holy Spirit has led either you into error or the other person who thinks they're being guided by the Holy Spirit when they read the Bible and comes to a different conclusion or a contradictory conclusion from what you do. Yeah. So it's it's an affront. I think it's actually an affront to what the whole principle of truth is about. And as Christ is truth, as, as God is truth, it's an affront to that principle too. So 
you know, we could even connect this back to the Bible and kind of make this claim, right? There are passages in the Bible where Christ tells us that a house divided against itself cannot stand, right? They cannot be division within the flock. There will be one flock, one faith, one shepherd. And so we're told, even if you want to take the Bible, right, we are told in the Bible that the, the church cannot be divided against itself, that the church must be integrated. Well, what else do you call Protestantism but a church divided against itself? First, there's the division between the Protestant sect and Catholicism right from the days of Luther, right? So already you have the, the church divided against itself. Um, or you can just take that further and say, well, it's only just divided itself more, right? How many hundreds of different denominations are there with all these incompatible beliefs? They're not united in one faith. They're not united in one church. So what is that but a church divided against itself? It should be clear on the face of it that something terribly wrong, there is something terribly wrong with this with this approach to Christianity, right? Um, and now I want to just take it a step further because like, think through the, the theology behind what the Protestants have, have done. Now, there was basically the, the Catholic Church and only the Catholic Church for, for 1,500 years. And, you know, we had the Eastern Schism. But, you know, the Catholic Church was the original church. And then, yeah, okay, after a 1,000 years, we had the break between uh, the Eastern Orthodox. But then we didn't have Protestantism for like another 500 years after that. The printing press wasn't invented for 1,500 years after Christ, right? So keep that in mind. So... If Protestantism is true, you have to imagine that Christ set up a church that would actually lead his flock into error for the first 1500 years and actually intended for every one of his followers to either have access to a Bible or um, have a Bible themselves so that they could interpret it and read it for themselves, despite the fact that there wouldn't be a printing press for 1500 years. And despite the fact that he would know in advance that when they read those Bibles, they would all come to contradictory and conflicting conclusions. That is what you would have to believe if you think that Protestantism is true. That we wouldn't actually get Christianity right for 1500 years after Christ. That we wouldn't have to... Well, another big thing is that he actually explicitly elects authorities in the Bible, right? So obviously there's the keys of St. Peter and the powers to loose and bind. And he also says to the apostles, look, anyone who rejects you rejects me and rejects the one that sent me, right? So he clearly gives authority to, to the apostles. Um, and so, you know, after giving them that authority, it would have actually been the case that we, would, we as the laity wouldn't actually get Christianity right for 1500 years until we could all read, until we all had a copy of the Bible ourselves. And it only actually was doing what it was supposed to by the time that we all had beliefs that started contradicting each other, right? It just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. And I think the only reason why it does make sense to anyone, or they believe it makes any sense, is either because they don't think about it, and... I say that very candidly. I've tried to approach quite a few Protestants about this question 
and they simply don't grasp the problem. It's almost like there's a mental barrier there that just kind of your your words just bounce off it like it's a wall of jelly. Um, you know, you'd say to them, "Do you realize that your your beliefs contradict each other?" And they'll say, oh, "I just I just have faith in Christ. I, I don't really think about it." Um, so either they don't think about it, or or they they come to the conclusion that their own specific brand of Protestantism is actually on the money, which raises its own questions. So it's like, okay, so after now 2000 years we only just got christianity right and that just happens to be your sect uh your one church that's actually finally figured out what the truth is supposed to be uh okay um or they've been raised in it for such a long time that it's like soaked into their bones all of the like base assumptions of of protestantism particularly like the anti-catholic ideas as well have just been so they've been marinating it in it for so long that their minds are locked into these ideas despite the obvious like fallacies that you see right on the face of it so there's that as well the final reason i will say is because they don't see the alternatives because again catholicism as it's currently presented, is not true, true Catholicism. Um, the Catholic Church has been Protestantized um, since it was infiltrated by Freemasons so a couple hundred years ago, and obviously that realized itself at, at Vatican II. Um, but that's what, you know, they'll then turn to look at, say, the Catholic Church, and what does the Catholic Church look like to most people now, if not just a very large, very pompous and overbloated protestant sect right it's got it even gives itself as much authority as all of the other protestant sects which is what we saw with like the um uh, the decrees on ecumenism and stuff so yeah this is the other problem with why you know the freemasonic vatican II sect is also a complete non-starter because every argument i've just given towards protestantism if you throw that towards protestants as a novice or die as a as a follower of this fake uh, catholic church then they can throw all of those criticisms right back at you right well not only do you just interpret the bible willy-nilly but you also pray with like buddhists and and pachamama but don't you also have all of these evil corrupt priests and pedophiles and whatnot so why would i think that catholicism is is on the money um and the thing is if you were having that argument with the catholicism well, the true Catholicism always exists, but obviously it's heavily suppressed at the moment, so it's not in the public eye so much. But if you were comparing that argument of like the Catholicism of say 200, 500, 1,000 years ago, it'd be a completely different ballgame. I think it'd be much clearer for people to see. And it's the kind of thing we're longing for now as well, because, you know, Protestantism is, is relativism applied to Christianity. And people are seeing day by day, year by year, the absolute corrosion of, of relativism and, and the corruption that that's, that's bringing and how it's diluting everything. And so people, I think, are, are um, more desirous of this switch back to something solid and consistent, but they can't see it anywhere. And because the fake V2 church is not solid or consistent, they, they see Catholicism as a lost cause. It's not like i say catholicism is still there but 
you know, that still doesn't solve the problem because Protestantism itself, writ whole, is is frankly a lost cause too. I don't see how it can be otherwise because, well, irrational things do not work within reality. They're always greatly hindered by it in some way. Only the truly rational things can ride alongside reality and uh, and deal with it properly. So yeah, I think there'll probably be more to say in the future, but I think for now, that's all. So thank you very much. Um, go to tonyvclow.com for my my main website. That's a hub where you can go to everything from my YouTube channel to a few, a few of my posts and my books and the Academy. And you can also just, well, if you want, you can just go find me on YouTube as well if you just type in TVC. So thank you all very much for your time and God bless you.